Hello and welcome to another episode of the Malice and Peak podcast. Today we have member and head of Wills and Probate Mandrill Islam answering today's questions. So welcome Manny. Tell us who you are and which area of law you work in. Hi, my name is Manzool Islam. I am a solicitor and member in the firm and I head up the Wills and Probate Department. So I look after our team which specialise in wills, um, powers of attorney, uh, trusts and dealing with estates after people have passed away which is commonly known as probate. Why did you choose to go into law? Um, If I'm honest I didn't specifically choose it. I kind of, um, um, I suppose I could say I fell into it. I was I remember being 18, finishing A-levels and, or nearly finishing A-levels and uh, I think it's a really difficult to expect uh, a young person to, some, to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives and I was really in that category. I had no idea what to do as a career. Uh, I just thought I'd better go to university because it's the right thing to do, it's, you know, um, it's what everybody else around me was doing and I thought I'd pick my best subject uh, at the time which was English and um, so I spoke to my English teacher about it said well I don't really know what to study or what I want to be so I'm just going to do English because it's my best subject Uh, it's the subject I've got the best grades in so I'll probably do well in it I'd imagine and she's the one who said don't be ridiculous don't do English what are you going to do with that it's boring you won't like it and what kind of job are you going to get with English Uh, which uh, kind of caught me off guard Uh, (laughs) and um, but it was probably quite—it was quite frank advice from her. She said, um, "With your skills, do law. At least it's interesting. You won't get bored, and it's a good degree to have. So that even if you don't know what you want to do future-wise in terms of a career, uh, at least you've got a good degree, and it's likely to be more attractive than just having an English degree." So, I simply followed her advice. I chose law as a subject to study at university. Went to university, studied law. Still had no idea what I wanted to <laughs> do. Uh, and I thought, well, I've got a law degree. I may as well go into law. So I did it that way. Um, one day when I grow up, I'll know what I want to be. <laughs> but for now, I'm a lawyer. Um, what pushed you to choose what specialism you did? Well, interestingly, I spent the first 15 years of my career um, dealing with dispute resolution. And it's only in the last few years that I have um, re-qualified and re-specialised into the discipline of wills and probate. Um, and um, and I chose it really because um, I wanted um, to. I really enjoyed from my time in dispute resolution working with people and clients. I enjoy the human element. Uh, you may have guessed from the fact that I'm doing a podcast that I like talking <laughs> and I like talking to people. And um, but in dispute resolution, it was uh, always. Um, Inevitably, because of the nature of the work I did, it was quite combative and um, argumentative, and it wasn't. Um, it was rewarding when you got the client the result you wanted, um, but it was always in um, uh, distressing times. So um, I, I suppose I, I, whilst doing some of the disputes, I found I really enjoyed the um, contentious probate work, uh, and that's what could be interested in probate work. 
And then as I, um, my family grew, I had a young family, in terms of the work-life -life balance, dealing with non-contentious work was, uh, was far better for achieving that because I didn't have to worry about last-minute court deadlines or preparing for hearings or travelling across the country to get to court. Uh, I could be st uh, stationed in one area geographically, you know, just being office-based rather than travelling. I didn't have to worry about... Um, traveling to court or preparing for court so um, lots of things really the interest in that particular area of law and also the work-life balance um, um, pushed me to move transition away from the contentious probate work to the non-contentious probate work so now that's what I do I don't have to worry about people uh, arguing or fighting I can help uh, families at a time of need uh, and really make a difference and um, it's really quite rewarding actually when you help uh, a family through a difficult time or preparing for difficult times whether they're making their will to prepare for the next stage or uh, if someone's lost a loved one helping them deal with um, their family members um, affairs so yeah that's why I chose I think uh, wills and probate. Excellent thanks Manzerall. Why did you choose to work for a local law firm as opposed to say a city firm? Well, um, again, I suppose it goes back to the work-life balance. I, um, I'm not a fan of commuting. Nowadays, it's not so bad because we, um, with the technological advances, um, remote, remote working and working from home is far more commonplace. But when I first qualified, it was something of a rarity. It was quite new. Uh, it wasn't mainstream internet speeds and connections weren't what they were so it, it just wasn't um, possible uh, or practicable back then so it involved a commuting into the city um, and it involved long hours and the remuneration was good but frankly I didn't want to be um, sacrificing the time that I would need to for that so I wanted to be working local closer to my family and having that I suppose freedom and um, having the opportunity to have a greater say in how the firm that I was working for develops, how it grows, how it improves, how it innovates. Uh, so when I, my first job was at a, a firm local to my home when I was living in Kent and um, it was a small firm and they really took on board my ideas and they really, I was able to get involved and I really felt a big part of be, that I was a big part of the firm and I, I think it's harder to get that at a firm where there might be a kind of a several thousand headcount uh, and there's a very big hierarchy um, it takes a lot longer I think to work up and be noticed and to um, make a difference so I liked the setup of a smaller uh, firm it suited me it suited my preferences my um, interests of being involved in the business I was able to get involved at my first firm from a relatively early stage with responsibilities and eventually uh, managed to work my way up to becoming a partner and then moving firms uh, to Mullison Pig where I've been for nearly a dozen years again I'm able to uh, be heavily involved in how the firm is run and um, um, I prefer that hands-on approach and knowing all of the staff members here having a relationship with all of them and then yet still being able to balance that with um, my family and home commitments so it worked for me in terms of what I wanted. Do you have any special skills either personal or professional? Um, 
Well, if you ask my wife, she, she would say <laughs> cooking is definitely not one of them. Uh, but when I was younger, I was a member of the Combined Cadet Force, which actually taught me a few unusual things. I achieved my uh, pilot uh, navigator wings, uh, which means that I was able to uh, fly and navigate a um, fixed-wing light-powered aircraft age 17. I was able to do a solo flight uh, on once and um, yeah so I've got my navigator wings which means I'm qualified to be a I was then qualified to be a pilot navigator although that that's long since expired so but I'm clutching on to that as my uh, <laughs> as my skill even though it was a few years ago what do you do to unwind or beat stress um, well I was going to say I enjoy spending time with my family but sometimes that can be the cause of more stress than it relieves um, but no I do I do um, love spending time uh, with my family and particularly my children uh, it's really fun watching them grow and um, being there nurturing them um, other than that uh, my next big hobby is probably football um, I had an injury recently a couple of months ago uh, which means I'm probably going to have to give up playing, but I still try and watch and shout at the TV as often as I can, and I do go to watch matches when I can as well. What would you say is the most specific way um, you could help your clients? Um, well, experiencing the loss of a loved one is probably one of the most difficult experiences that any of us will ever go through. Um, me and um, my team we can help at this challenging and difficult time by supporting grieving families with the unknown really the process of you know how do you fit in a tax return do you even know one's needed these are the kind of questions that people ask um, they've just lost a loved one and the last thing they want to worry about is having to fit in a tax return most people have never even seen or heard of an inheritance tax return let alone know how to fill one in so um, I think they're reassured having an expert on hand so it leaves the family uh, with the time to concentrate on grieving and moving on and trying to cope and support each other and they can leave the problematic things about trying to deal with administering the estate, getting around probate and all of the things that come with that and the court forms and the tax forms, leaving that to us so that we can take away some of the burden for them, helping make things easier really. Cool. Can you tell us an interesting fact about yourself? Interesting fact. Um, well, I have flown in um, the late Queen Elizabeth's aeroplane while she was monarch. Um, she does have her own aeroplane, which other dignitaries can use, for example, the Prime Minister. And this comes back to my time when I was a member of the Royal Air Force Cadets. And I went to visit Royal Air Force Bryce Norton, which is where her aircraft was at the time. And they were just doing a routine exercise just to make sure the plane was functioning correctly. And I was given the opportunity to go on a flight with them on board the Queen's aircraft. Uh, they would not, despite my request, let me sit on the Queen's chair. Um, it's almost like a throne in the aeroplane. It was this great big large padded leather um, seat uh, which only she's allowed to sit in. Uh, and I did even try and sneak into the royal loo to steal <laughs> some royal loo paper, but it's under heavy guard, so I wasn't able to bring back a souvenir other than the memories of flying in the Queen's plane. <laughs> Thank you. Um, which three items would you take to a desert island? 
Well, if you say desert island, um, my wife will say, well, that means that there's sun, sand and sea. So she sees that as a holiday. (laughs) So she would never let me go on my own. So I would be forced to take my family with me. So I'd have to take my wife and children as one of them. Um, The second one, I would probably choose a copy of the Quran. I am a practicing Muslim and I do take my faith seriously. It's very important to me. I think it's one of the things which helps me uh, be a better person, a better lawyer, cope with, um, you know, for example, the stress of work and and life. And um, I think that would help me get through into difficult times in a desert island. And the last thing I think I would definitely want to take is my Sky Sports subscription. (laughs) I couldn't be missing out on watching my team, despite where I might be. If I was on the other side of the world, stuck on an island, I'd still want to support them and make sure that we win. So those are the three things I would take. Excellent, thank you. Thanks, Mansrul, for answering today's questions. As always, if you found this podcast episode helpful, more videos are available on our website and our YouTube channel, or you can call us today on 01708 78 4000.